The Braves Radio Network channel on the podcast park is brought to you by Truist Bank. When you start with care, you get a different kind of bank. Hey, welcome to Braves Country. Folks, if you've ever had to face adversity or you're working to overcome life struggles right now, the Jackson Stevens story is something you need to hear. Jackson Stevens worked his way back to the major leagues by pitching in the Mexican and Venezuelan leagues. And since the Atlanta Braves signed him in January of 2022, Stevens has seized the opportunity that he earned, and he's never looked back. He's been a reliable long reliever with closer-like stuff. And Jackson Stevens is actually from Oxford, Alabama, down here in Braves country. He's a fan of the Braves country podcast and my buddy, so he stopped by here on the way to work. Tug, I want to introduce you to number 53, Jackson Stevens of the Atlanta Braves. So good to have you here, and uh, you're from Alabama, so I know you're good people. Yeah, absolutely. This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. Braves Country also sponsored by Smith's Old Bar, best live music venue in Atlanta since 1994, located in the heart of Midtown at 1578 Piedmont Avenue. Smith's Old Bar is a neighborhood joint for everyone. Check out smithsoldbar.com for the current concert calendar and tickets. See y'all at Smith's. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. You're from Alabama, so I know you're good people. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody <laughs> from Alabama is great people. I, that's right. That's, <laughs> that's right. You know, there's an old Lewis Grizzard skit that's like, when you get to heaven, how you know that uh, that everything is going to be okay is the fact that the good Lord's going to be like, y'all come on up, get in the truck, we're going up to the big house. Yeah, that's you right. Know? <laughs> <laughs> when you get to the pearly gates and you know that the good Lord talks like you do, then, then everything's going to re- be Kind of like reminds me of like Talladega Nights when you're doing the prayer at the table yeah, and, right. and they're like, I picture my Jesus <laughs> right. with a linen. Skinner shirt on. That's right. <laughs> How could it not be? I think I've seen Jesus at a few Leonard Skinner shows. <laughs> it wasn't as a distant cousin. Because, because being from Northwest Georgia, Dalton, Georgia specifically, and, and Oxford, Alabama, you know everybody. So, yeah, it's, yes. you're probably related you to that Jesus that's wearing the, uh, <laughs> the, might, the Skinner shirt. You might be. You might be. <laughs> it seems likely. Well, Tug, like we said, it is an amazing story, and it's starting to be discussed in the media a little bit and on the Braves radio broadcast, and I heard it even Chip Carey on the TV broadcast talking about Jackson. But I was hoping we could let Jackson tell his own story today, so I'm, I'm really glad you're here. Um, tell folks who are not familiar with you how you got how you got back to the South. You got drafted by Cincinnati. Things didn't go perfectly there. Uh, right. I don't. I think that might be an organizational thing more than anything, but from what I hear. Uh, and then what happened? 
Well, you know, I don't think it was more of a like organizational thing. I think that like one, I got drafted out of high school by the Reds. When I went there, that's the only team I ever known in, at the professional level. And you know, I had a blast. I met a lot of great people there. Um, I thought they helped me be a better player. Um, but you know, like sometimes things just don't work out. And my performance on the field didn't really like there was like spurts where I did well, and then there was things there I didn't do well. Um, but that's baseball, isn't it? Yeah, it's just it's totally baseball like and you know like the thing is is like this game is uh, like a bunch of valleys and then like peaks and you know you got to stay even keeled and you got to stay as even keeled as possibly can and when um a lot of my guys that like i came up the system with we got up to the big leagues at the very young age i got to the big leagues at the age of like 23 or first i was 22 but then i didn't i didn't play i first got called up there for five days and didn't even pitch and then they sent me down um, but I made my debut at 23, and so a lot of us, we were young, and we had some veteran guys in the clubhouse, but most of it was young. So we got we had to learn that. Like, you, you always got to learn that. It was a good time there, but it just didn't work out. But um, in 19, they DFA'd me. I was out of options, so they ended up moving away from me, and we, uh, they designate me for assignment. Next thing you know, I didn't have, like, any kind of calls coming in. I'm talking to my agent and everything. We're trying to figure stuff out. And uh, no calls come in, and then 2020 COVID hit. Well, like, that year sucked, yeah, too. Yeah, it? And, it, and then at that point, it was just like you just sit down in the couch or something at the house, and you're just like. Mm-hmm. I you was, think you were done completely? I didn't think I was done completely, but I was like, man, there ain't no way I'm getting picked up this year. So um, I just kind of like hung around and played some golf, fished. Listen did, to some country music? Yeah, listen to country music. Go. All that, and then 2021 coming around, I called a friend of mine, and I was like, how can I get back? And he was like, well, the first step is you're going to have to go to a training facility and you're going to have to work out and you're going to have to push yourself to a whole nother level. And I was like, all right, this is my last resort. I'll do it. I'll do it. I was running a f- baseball facility that I run over in Birmingham where I'm where I'm living now. Like, I remember looking at my wife going, I got to do this. And she's like, well, yeah, if you want to try to play, you're going to have to do it. But you got to promise me you're going to work your tail off there and then come back. Got to take care of the dog. I'm just newly married. You're going to have to do marriage stuff which i think all of us in here any man gets married for the first time you didn't realize how much stuff you have to do dude i've been married for 21 years so yes and And i'm still learning it now my mom and dad babied me and coddled me and now (laughs) i i I think britney for it all the time like i was like man i wouldn't be the man i wouldn't be and she knows that like now i wouldn't be able to have all these responsibilities if it wasn't for her because like i don't remember doing all this kind of stuff better half man (laughs) so doing all that and i was just getting exhausted but I, I kept going kept going and then i got one call and it was a mexican league team uh down in mexico they actually got two stadiums they're dos laredos tecolotes there's laredo Say texas. That twice fast <laughs> there's a laredo texas and then there's a nueve laredo uh mexico and it's a border towns i was like i ain't going down there no i ain't going down there and then Brittany went that's the only call you've gotten why would you not and i was like well i just don't want to go down there it's probably not safe all this kind of stuff and and she was like well what do you have to lose like you got this is probably your last shot so you might as well do it and i was like you're right all right i'll do it well the good thing was about going down there was one i got to play again the numbers wasn't overly great but i was showing like velo of of time where i didn't play for a year and a half i was pitching i was going back to I, i call it my high school self or like my younger year self of just going back to what I felt like I did best, just attacking guys, competing, and then next thing you know, I get a call from Jose Yepes, the bullpen catcher, here with the Braves. And he is a GM of a winter ball team in Venezuela. He called me, and then when he called me, it seemed like four teams down there called me. It was just like, 
what? So, uh, that's that's kind of the way it works, though, right? It's it's yeah. Because my son's going through the process. He's a high school baseball player. He's going into his senior year at Alpharetta. He got his first little offer from a JUCO, and which is bang. super cool. And then now all of a sudden, it's there's like, there's a bunch of interest. So I can kind like from a long distance away, kind of see what you're talking about uh, a little bit. And you know, and I'm down there, and I'm in Mexico, and we have a couple of Venezuelans on our team, and I'm just like, hey, like, is this team good? Like, what is this like? How well, is I And then they're like, Venezuela is great. Everybody over here in the States think of Venezuela a certain way. And I hate that for every player that's here, and I hate that for everybody down there because mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, like, I was nervous as all get out going down there, and sure. I wasn't even going to go. I was like, Brittany, I, that is way more dangerous yeah. than Mexico. Yeah. I was like, I ain't going down there. Yeah. No. I, I don't want to lose my life. And plus, I went there on my first year of marriage in Mexico and was gone for three or four months, and I never got to see Brittany. Yeah. That's then, tough. And then so I come back, and I only get like a month and a half, and I'm like, uh, and then I got to go to Venezuela, and I'm going to miss my – I'm gonna miss Halloween. I'm yeah. gonna miss. Like, I mean, who, you can't miss Halloween. Well, I'm not a huge fan of Halloween. I just, uh, but that's her thing. Yeah. And I'm like, you know I what? It. I gotta, you know, whatever. One year anniversary. Then I'm gonna miss Thanksgiving. I'm gonna miss all of Alabama football. <laughs> then I'm gonna miss. <laughs> that's the real. Uh, now, now, now we've got to uh, the crux uh, of the problem. I'm now gonna the miss. Truth. I'm gonna miss fantasy football. If I stay down there the whole time, which I got negotiated where I can at least come back for my favorite holiday, which is Christmas. Mm-hmm. But I will miss the whole Christmas season. I'll get back like a day before Christmas and then do my Christmas thing or whatever. And um, she was like, "This is your like your last chance." Like, and you know, Yeppy had a great staff down there, man. He that team one has good players. William Contreras is on that team. Yeah. Played with him. That's how I met him. There's a lot of great players that was down there. On top of that, like our manager is the bench coach for the Yankees. Carlos Mendoza, you got Yepi, who's the GM. Mm-hmm. All of his coaches, Tomas Perez, uh, yeah. the, the BP thrower, yeah, that's right. for here was our first base. All these coaches were in affiliated ball, which is the main goal of what I wanted to get back to was affiliated ball. I was like, you know what, I'll go down there. And then Shane Green was going. He was the deciding factor for me to go. He ended up going, so we kind of hung out a little bit and like lived in a hotel down there, and then ended up having a great winter and won Pitcher of the Year. And then wow. next thing you know. I come back and I thank Yeppy for it, but like there was two teams that offered me and it was the Braves and the Yankees. How yes. could this be? I was like, let's go! I was so so excited. I signed a minor league deal with the Braves because like I wanted to be a Brave. Like, yeah, I grew, sure, man. I grew, you grew up a Braves fan. I grew yeah. up a Braves fan, so I was like, and I'm close to home after just spending so much time yeah. away from my first year of marriage. I'll be close. It's an easy drive. You know, it was just perfect. But you know, the, I had to go to spring training and I had to do something really well. Yeah, down you, had there. To, you had to perform. I had to perform. So like, I go down there and did pretty well and got me here i mean it was kind of weird when you think you have bad luck in your life and everything's just getting passed up you're having awful luck or whatever it always comes full it's all, circle it's all part of the plan it's man. all part of the plan because then next thing you know you'll run into opportunities and next thing you know like bang i went to mexico jose yepes seen me throwing one one game and he was just like he's seen it on the like stat sheet or whatever, seen the velos or it was like I'm gonna offer this guy to go down there. And then I go down there and then realize, man, I'm playing against great ball players. I'm down here in Venezuela. I have no phone service. So every time I call my <laughs> wife I have to have Wi Fi right, to yeah. be able to FaceTime her. I found a way to watch college football by the way. So I didn't miss out on that. <laughs> uh, Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I mean Good we, Lord. I mean, golly. Everything worked out for a reason right. and it's pretty crazy. All credit to your wife for not, yeah. not letting you say no. Yeah, absolutely. Because like I tell it all the time, I'm like, I wasn't going. Yeah. Like I was like, it's a pride thing too. People take it as a pride it thing. Of course it is. Because when you're in the big leagues, 
you think you got it made. You're like in the top 1%. There's only 1% of people make it to the big leagues, 1% or 2% or something like that. I think it's some crazy Very stat. small number. Very small number. And then when you get there, you think you're the man, and you're too good to be going to indie ball or another country to play or something like that. Because, in, in, you know, I was kind of like that, and it was a pride it's thing. But, easy to do. But you know what? Like, if it wasn't for her and just saying, you know what? I'm going to go down there. I can be like somewhat of a role model, or I can help these younger kids out in the, on this team in this organization. But also, there's other players down there doing the same thing. And now you're just kind of like, One of the I got to perform. Man. The isolation, though, and being away from your family, that's the biggest struggle. It, and it's a lot like when we're on tour with bands in Europe or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you say, you got to find the Wi-Fi to talk to them at home. And right. uh, and you just really feel detached. And that's kind of the the worst part of it, really, I think. And uh, and just what it takes is a supportive family. Your wife right. probably was saying, was she telling you keep going every time you talk and just really encouraging you? Uh, yeah, she she's encouraging, but she's also upfront. Like, if I didn't perform really well, she He's like, that's not going to get you back. Right. That's not going to get you back here. But that's what you need to hear, man. I I need to hear that. Like, you know, growing up, like, that was my dad. That was my dad's role. So, like, my dad was always my coach, and I listened to my dad all the time. I still call him all the time and listen to him or whatever. But we kind of bump heads a little bit now because, one, I'm a grown man. Oh, my gosh. You're talking (laughs) to my son just turned 18. I understand what's happening. Right. And, and, you know, he's probably right, but he's saying it in a way that's not being talked about because he played a long time ago, and now the day of the game is a little bit different in how everything is worded. He doesn't understand that, nor— I don't care about it much either. And he probably—yeah, he probably doesn't care. But, like, you know, that that was my guy. But then at the same time, it's like, you know, like, I really don't want to hear that because I'm just going to get ticked off. And I don't want to be like in that mold right now. I don't even want to talk about it. And I really don't want Brittany telling me that, to be quite mm-hmm. honest. But someone needed to tell me. But it wasn't like I was doing bad. It was just like she's trying to push me to a whole nother level. If I give up one run, it was like in six innings, which is a great start. Yeah, of course. She'd be like, mm, you, gotta, <laughs> you better buckle down. You got you got you the zeros. <laughs> and I was like, yes, ma'am. When Scott said, hey, Jackson's thinking about coming up. I was like, well, okay, that's great. It's awesome. But how do you know? How do you know each other? And and you've got a, an interesting to- story there, too. Yeah, you know, music is what brought us together. Whether Jackson knows that or not, it's uh, uh, I was, of course, on tour with Blackberry Smoke for about five years as their tour manager. And there was this cat in Cincinnati named Brian Jones. <laughs> And he's a crazy man, as you know, and he, he, he just he's passionate about music and sports and, and raising horses and all kinds of stuff. And he um, he's a construction guy up there, basically. And uh, what happened was, you know, he would he would come to every Blackberry Smoke show that we had when we, anywhere near Cincinnati and he'd do the meet and greet thing. And he'd bring his kids and his, and his wife, Missy, and uh, his son, Brighton, his daughter, McKenna. Uh, they're all great folks. Brighton's now a, a Wright State grad That's cool. and a stand-up comedian, and McKenna is on the golf team at the University of Cincinnati. Dang. So right. he's good at raising kids. Well, I think the Cincinnati Reds figured that out about him, and, and they made him into, or they got him to be uh, what they call a host family, I guess. And he hosted Jackson Stevens in 2018 when he was up with the Reds, and Brian came down to Atlanta to, uh, he also hosted D.D. Gregorius. Mm-hmm. He hosted uh, D.D., Amir Garrett, Billy Hamilton. Wow. Uh, Robert Stevenson and Sal Romano, Nick Travieso was there when we were there. And it was actually a minor league, so when we were playing Dayton, so low A, when we don't have we don't get paid a lot of money, mm-hmm. they yeah. put out host yeah. families for us to stay in and there the team probably pays them, I think, to host us, but then we kinda take care of ourselves. They just give us a place to stay in. I mean Brian and Missy, they lived off the unbeaten paths up there. It's not like they're close to Dayton. Like mm-hmm. we're we're driving thirty minutes a day, but man, we had everything that we could want there. Right, like it, it was just, and they were so cool, great people, like you said, and like not a lot of people would just like let 
like strangers come strangers in come in their house when they got a young girl and then they got a son that was young at the time mm-hmm. like they both were very young at the time now they're old and i'm like this is weird yeah, yeah right. but, um, but, <laughs> but he's hosted a lot of great players it's pretty crazy yeah he's a good guy you take and that's the thing it's like it's like an extended baseball family if you will and they, and he's really uh looked after kids and then he keeps up with them and he he, he, he came down for a, a batting oh, well, he came down one? for a game okay i remember this and so he's you, like come meet yes, Dee and jackson i do remember and, uh, this okay. I met him at, at batting practice yeah, yeah, yeah. and then i found out that he was from oxford alabama and then i was like man you got to come be on the braves country podcast that's right <laughs> um but what what brian said about you uh brian jones he said that you are the most grounded player he's ever been around is that true I would hope so. I pride myself on that. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of like I'm very like laid back, but I'm also know what I need to do to be able to perform the next day or right. wake up the next day or do whatever I need to do to be a better person the next day. I'll go have fun, but then also I'll, I'll be like, there's a time where I'm like, mm, I'm not, I'm good. Yeah, right. I, I'll just rather stay here and watch TV. And and I got to focus because I got something important right. in front of me. You, right. you, you know how to prioritize. Yes. I mean, I think I right. mean, that's I, that, which is a skill in and of itself. Yeah, and I, I was kind of I was raised that way. Like I'm, my parents were, you know, I played three sports in um, high school. I was like one of the last guys to do it. I know at mine, but like I mean, Oxford at the time was the same classification as all the other big schools in Alabama. There was only six A, and now there's a seven A, and Oxford's not seven A. They're not big mm-hmm. enough to be seven A. But like I was playing against your Hoover High Schools mm-hmm. that had a TV show, your yeah. Auburns, your yeah. Prattles, and all that. And um, but like. We won state in high school baseball, and we were by far the best team in baseball for like two or three years, mm-hmm. like two, maybe even four years. I mean, but we only won one state championship. But like in football, we were really good, and I played football, and then I also played basketball because my dad's actually assistant coach on the basketball team. Oh, okay, all my right. My dad, my Jeez. dad loves basketball. My okay. dad's like that's he played college baseball. But he is a basketball guy. Where did he play baseball? <clears throat> Jacksonville State University. Okay, over yeah. Right. He played against he played, he played yeah. against Bo Jackson. He tells me all the time. He's like, I got Bo Jackson out all the time, but he hit one about five hundred feet, and everybody remembers that one. <laughs> hey, nobody remembers. Uh, I, was, I was like, of course they don't yeah, remember. Right. Any times you got him out, but yeah, uh, yeah. he played yeah. against Frank and all them. Wow. So I, I'm I'm just seeing your shirt that says Duke Golf Club, and that, that yes. that's not Duke University. Is it because it colors, is it is because the colors don't match up? No, it's just a golf shirt. This it's the logo for their university course when I was. Triple A, and now uh, is that because of basketball? Is, are no, y'all big Duke fans? No, no, okay. God, no. <laughs> I can't um, believe I asked that question. Sorry, I'm about that. Alabama fan through He's and through. Attaboy, everything, attaboy. everything. God, I love we have a good basketball team too because I yeah. love watching it now. But yeah. Jackson, I I know that you made a decision after high school to. Uh, to choose professional baseball over the University of Alabama. And you had a chance to play a couple of sports at Alabama, right? Yeah. <laughs> Funny story. Like, I was going there to play baseball for sure. Alabama fan growing up, you know, got offered by a lot of other sc- great schools, but I was just kind of drawn to p- playing at Alabama. I had some buddies that I played travel ball with that was going to Alabama too, so it was going to be a good little team. I, for some reason, I'm goes back to the grounded thing, like, I'm kind of focused on what I need to do at the task of hand. So, like, my dad always – told me like you know during football season you're going to worry about football like you're not going we're not going to worry about basketball we're not going to get ready for that we're not going to get ready for baseball you have a job to do you know you're going to take care of your school first and then you're going to do and your school whatever like whatever sport i was in you're going to do that school stuff so like during summer so during summer it'll be travel ball season right we're not in school but Mm -hmm. we have like school dates like We're doing 707 football stuff, or we're doing basketball dates. We're doing baseball yeah, so dates. How'd you balance that? Because we just came mm-hmm. off of summer baseball. Right. And, and and also doing travel baseball, which was probably the reason why I got drafted. You know, that's you get to meet all these great players and play that's against true. them. You know, that's a big deal over here. East Cobb, you know, all that. 
I just give my parents credit, all the credit, because, like, he taught me that. But then also, like, I was able to do all those things and also worry about my academics. So that's why there was not much, like, I was a kid and I wanted to be a kid. But then there was also times where I could be a kid. But then also I had I just got trained at a young age to be able to balance it out on when to be a kid and when to, mm, I'm just going to stay home tonight, maybe do some homework, extra stuff, because this is a good opportunity for me to get some stuff done right now while I'm busy constantly playing three sports. But going back to the Alabama thing, like, it was just – I get there, and next thing you know, I start playing football, and I become pretty good at throwing a football as a quarterback. My coach was Jacksonville State's college coach for after I years left. Years and years. For years. after, And he got the job to be D1, AA, whatever Jacksonville State was at the time. Head coach after high school, he was with me. And he sent me off to be with uh, Jameis Winston. Me and him played baseball together. Mm-hmm. But we went to um, California to be in a quarterback camp. And he was like, you're going to go there and you're going to learn to get better. And there's more to it than just throwing a football. Like, we know you can throw it. Yeah, I mean, I was like, okay. But there's more to it. It was eye-opening there. And I kind of got drawn to it. Like, I was like, man, I didn't realize how fun this game can be if you can pick people apart and find stuff out on the defense by strategically moving or doing something to manipulate that defense so that makes that guy open so you now to make an easier throw. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't it's like understand. a little chess match. Yeah, it's like film study. That's all it is. And early in my football life, film study, I was sleeping half the time. I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, why am I doing this? I just go out and play. Like, yeah. see the guy open, sling it, and go. Man, and then next thing you know, I took, I, t- I, I took advantage of that and really just was like, you know what? I won't buy into it. And then my junior and senior year, I had the best years I could have as a football player in um got some offers in football and then i remember winning something for the state of alabama i don't know what it was or whatever but i remember nick saban was there and he shook my hand and we talked and i remember going on my baseball official visit to alabama because i already committed i'm going there you know the baseball coaches got upset because football coaches grabbed me during the middle of like this is a football game official visit weekend and they're grabbing me and saying Come on, let's go. And they're like, no, 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 this is our official. And they're like, no, we need him right now. And that's when they told me, like, hey, we would love for you to walk on. And if you're good enough, which we think you are, we'll give you a scholarship in football, which will give you that full ride, and then you'll still be – and I was like, whoa, whoa, I'm still playing baseball. I know what I'm best at. I would love to play both. I did three in high school. This, I would love to play both at college level. I feel like I'm competitor enough to be able to do it. I'm not going to shy away from it. But I need to know I'm going to play baseball. You know, they were like, yeah, yeah, you're going to play baseball. But, you know, there never there never was a, like, solidification right. of I'm going to play football. Mm-hmm. But I remember them telling me, like, you know, Drew French, he recruited me. He's a mm-hmm. bullpen coach. Yeah. He recruited me in baseball at Alabama. Wow. He tells, he tells everybody down there, like, hey, he, <laughs> he he's kind of he's athletic. Yeah. Don't, look, don't look at him. <laughs> don't look at him and go, he is not athletic. I'm telling you right now, he is athletic. Yeah. Like, and he, But, like, he knows, so that's like. It's kind of a weird story, but yeah, I could have had a chance. Coming full circle, man. That's yeah. amazing. And, and then having that opportunity to play where you grew up loving, you know, with yeah. like the University of Alabama. And like, like for me, I was born and raised a Georgia fan my whole life. So, you know, the idea of Wait, potentially. Georgia, play- Georgia was your team, not Tennessee? No, you know, it's just funny because that it is right there on the border. Mm. It is tough. Like half of my family is Tennessee fans. God, that half bless my, their hearts. I know, right? <laughs> no doubt about it. This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. 
That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. Braves Country also sponsored by Smith's Old Bar, best live music venue in Atlanta since 1994, located in the heart of Midtown at 1578 Piedmont Avenue. Smith's Old Bar is a neighborhood joint for everyone. Check out smithsoldbar.com for the current concert calendar and tickets. See y'all at Smith's. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. Half of my family is Tennessee fans. God, that half bless my, their hearts. I know, right? <laughs> no doubt about it. Wow. And the other half is is Georgia fans. But I, yeah, in Dalton, it, it's kind of a and, and there's a pocket of Georgia Tech in there too because of all the carpet mills wow. and, the, and the engineers, right? Oh, because okay. they all go to Tech. But that's the thing, you know, just being able to play in the place that you love, and that's kind of what's happening now because you're back in the South, mm-hmm. right? And now you're playing for the Braves, and family could come over and see you. Oh, it's an hour and a half drive for them if they want to come. Playing for the Braves is like. What you always wanted to do when you when you went outside and threw a baseball on your own into a fence, you were like, I'm pitching Game 7 of the World Series for the Braves. Because from Alabama, that's what I was thinking. Absolutely. You know, so, like, you get, you get like, goosebumps thinking oh, about it. dude, I've done it a million yeah. times. I did it a million times as a kid, and I've seen my own son do it. Yeah. I mean, and do it, you get them still when you put on that jersey? I a mean, a like, little bit, yeah. Absolutely. Like, sometimes it's such a rush when your phone the phone rings, and it's like, boom, and then you don't even think about it. But then, I'll tell you what, man, when for some reason, I'm having some, like, times where I, which one, all the guys tell me I throw too much in the bullpen before I go out to the game. And that's the starter in me. I'm just making sure I'm loose. Yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm over, able to locate or whatever. And they don't want to like kind of like tell me like, you're doing a wrong routine. It's your routine. You do what you need to do to be ready. Absolutely. Right. But like, they're like, kind of throw a lot. But when I stand up there and I'm in the bullpen for a while and I'm getting loose or whatever, I'll sit there and think about like, I'm about to step foot on the mound for the Atlanta Braves. Like, this is cool. Dude, this is I know, cool. right? This is really <laughs> this cool. Is cool. Like, this is what every kid dreams about. Scott, yeah. I mean, I dreamed about it. We've all dreamed about it. And You're it, living it. Yeah, right. And I'm like, you know, and it's just so fun. Like, And the first time I pitched, I thought about it after I pitched. But I didn't think about it before because really, like, the first time I pitched up here, like, the first time. I remember when I got called up and I pitched that day, they were like, I didn't know anybody here. I knew William Contreras, which mm-hmm. he, got, he got sent down the day I got up. Oh, wow. But I knew Doovie, Adam mm-hmm. Duvall, because yeah. he played in Cincinnati with me. I sure. knew Doovie. That was it. And then I played against some of these guys that over, you know, the, years. over the years against the Braves because our Pensacola team was – our double-A team was Pensacola, which was playing Mississippi Braves mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. So I played against Dansby. I played against Ozzy. I played against Ronald, Mentor, Max, uh, all those. But I just didn't know them. Mm-hmm. So, like – Coming in the first day, like, I don't know anybody. Like, I have no clue. I wasn't in big league camp with them. 
what is an environment like though? Is it, I mean, when you get there, is everybody like, "Hey, man, good to, good to have you," or is it nobody says a word? So it was funny. Like me being the guy that I am, I didn't want people to have to come up to me. Yeah. So you you go find I'm, them. I'm I'm going to go around and I'm going to be like, "Hey, nice my name's you. Jackson. Nice to meet you. Great to be here, or whatever." And I go. I went around the whole clubhouse. Everybody that I seen, I went around. There might have been a few guys that walked by me and went, "Oh, hey, my name is." Dansby, nice yeah, to meet you, you right. know, whatever. I tried to make the initiative first, sure, but, yeah. like, you know, they didn't know who I was, like, and I don't expect them to. I wasn't in big league spring training with them. I was in minor league spring training. I pitched one big league game for them, and that's what probably let Snit see me or Craney or anybody on that staff over here see me for the first time throw was because they came out of a lockout. The pitchers weren't ready to pitch in the game yet, so mm-hmm. they was like, we're just going to grab some minor leaguers and let the hitters hit, grab some minor league guys to come over and pitch for us, and I was just happy, once happy again, everything, right, everything, right, place, right, right time. time. It was yeah. just my day to pitch. It was the fifth day or whatever, and it was my turn. And they were like, we're going to let Jackson pitch. And I go there, and I pitch pretty good. So, like, I didn't know anybody. They just welcomed me in with open arms. Man, this That's is what my, I wanted to hear. That's they, what I wanted to they, hear. They're they so good. And, I mean, I'll never, I was like, i never forget. Darren's, like, my guy. Darren O'Day is my yeah. guy. He's my catch partner and everything. But he just looked at me, and he was just like, this guy's happy to be here, ain't he? <laughs> he, he, he? I remember him going around telling everybody, like, he's happy to be here. And I'm like, you dang right I am. And like, you, you yeah. not know what I went through yeah. to get here? Like, yeah. God almighty. But, yeah, no, they welcomed me in. That's wonderful. And everybody's great, man. That's a great locker room. Yeah, there. I can tell. Man, and, and no Jackson, you're doing great. In 24 games, uh, 34 innings, 36 strikeouts so far at the time of this recording. Two saves, 2.65 ERA, and one of those saves Dang, was like a, a three-inning save. Two of them, two of them. Don't forget yeah, the other yeah, one. Buddy. I'm going to make sure. Those those are big boy saves right there. Yes. Three-inning saves, it's a grind. <laughs> right, a, right. It's a grind. So do you prefer uh, relief? I know you were a starter at one point in your career. Do you like, a, you like this relief role you have with the Braves? I, I love it. I'm, I'm just happy to be here. Honestly, I don't even care what I have to do. I just want to be here, perform at a high level, whatever, what whatever, whatever it is. What about Snicker? How is it? Uh, how oh is it God. playing with, for Snicker? Have you learned anything from him? Yet? I love it, man. He's, you know, he's just really chill, and and that's the way I, I would put it. He knows that you're here for a reason. You know what your job is. Go do and it. He he expects you to be a big league baseball player and do whatever you need to do to perform highly at your job and perform the right way. You don't need to micromanage. I, he doesn't, and he, and that's one. And I I love it. Like you know, if I pitch bad, I expect him to be like. You know, like most, you know, he'll always tap you on the button and say, hey, tough luck, man, or whatever. But I don't expect him, I don't want him to talk to me. I've pitched bad. Yeah. I don't want yeah. nobody to talk to me, quite honestly. He just uh, runs you right back out there like Bobby Cox. <laughs> but then if you pitch good, he'll, I bet Jack's very nonchalant. Like, that's my kind of thing. That's I, I'm all for it. And I, I love Snit. Snit's oh, man. my gosh. Me too. Uh, I've been so fortunate to know Snit and his family for probably 10 or 12 years now. And when I see him, the first thing he asks me about is my kid. How's Jacob? And dude, that's the the thing that makes my heart melt because that's the love of my right. life, right? And he'll be like, how's his season going? You know, and, and, and he's like, you got to bring him down here. You got to bring him down to the ballpark. Yeah. You know, just all that kind of stuff. And and I met him hosting when he was the third base coach. I met him when I was hosting all the concerts after the, the games at Turner Field. Like, literally, I'd be looking for my kid trying to figure out where he was because I would be introducing Sarah Evans or whomever, and my kid would be gone, and I would be a bit of a panic, and they're like, oh, no, Snit took him to the clubhouse. So he's got all <laughs> these, he's got these, like, Chipper Jones batting gloves, and he's got, you know, Craig Kimbrell's ball cap, just all kinds of stuff. 
right. that he always took care of Jacob and, and he always asked. So I know the type of man he is and his wife, Ronnie and Aaron and John, you know, and, and Troy, they're a wonderful family. So it's no surprise to me when you say he's so incredible to play for. You can see that a little bit in him too. Cause like, I want to say, does he have grandkids? He too? does. He's got he's, to, he loves oh, it. Oh, they're always around. Heavens, I yes. always see him and he, he hit the biggest smile comes on his face. Every time I walk by and he's with his grandkids. So yeah. like, I can see that, but like, you know, there's a level of like respect that everybody has because everybody expects you to do your job at a high level. We know that we're not going to perform great every single time. It's baseball. It's baseball. But if everybody gives it like, you know, everything they're all and, you know, you're out there competing your tail off, even though if you're not feeling your absolute best or whatever, that, I mean, that's part of the game. It is. And everybody in that locker room does that. So everybody in the locker room just, and we have trust in everybody that goes out there. And I see that like Skip, he's like that. He trusts you to go out there to do your job. No matter if your name's called or not, you're going to do your job. Jack Stevens here on the Braves Country Podcast on the Atlanta Braves Radio Network. We recently had alumni weekend, and, and growing up in Alabama and being a Braves fan, who were some of your favorite Braves, and have you been able to meet some of those alumni guys, and wh- what was that like? So growing up, um, I was the biggest Andrew Jones fan. Of course. For some reason. <laughs> because he's incredible. I mean, when he called a ball, first, when I was watching a game and he called a ball like that, like a regular fly ball, like down here, and like yeah. just flipped his glove up and caught yeah. it like that, I was like, that guy is the man. He how did with he catch such a style? I was like, how did he catch that ball? Like, that yeah. don't make any sense. So every now and then I'll try to do that, and I'm like, I can't even turn my hand over enough to even do that. <laughs> That's right. But um, love Chipper Jones. Um, obviously, I love the pitching staff back in the day. Oh, gosh, oh my yeah. gosh! Like I would love to just sit down and talk to all of those guys: Tom mm-hmm. Glavin, Greg Maddox, John Smokes. Uh, I would actually like to talk to John Rocker. Mm-hmm. I know I, I liked the, how crazy he was. It looked like, um, but like a lot of those guys just. I mean, Javi Lopez, Rafael Fakal. I mean, I could keep going. Adam yeah, LaRoche. Right. Absolutely. I, I, we, we can, Fred McGriff. So let me get, let me tell you a funny story <clears throat> about Adam LaRoche because he and Chipper are real b- big buddies, and they're hunting and fishing buddies and that sort of stuff too, right. which I know you're into, <laughs> right? So one time we had, we had LaRoche on the phone, and we're asking him funny stories about Chipper, and then all of a sudden we hear him peeing. Like, while he's on the phone with us. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, dude, are you peeing? He's <laughs> you know? like, and he's, yeah, I am. And, <laughs> and then we told Chipper about it when he was in, you know, a couple weeks later and then played it for him. And he's like, of course, Adam LaRoche is peeing. Of course. He's like, that's, that's, that's just who awesome. he is. That's dude, awesome. you want to talk about taking it to a different level of comfort. Yeah, that's <laughs> super that's, funny. That's, that's great. That's yeah. something I probably would do, honestly, too. <laughs> that's I ain't right. going to lie. <laughs> that's right. What about, uh, what, what about music, man? What, uh, what gets you amped up? Being from Alabama, I assume country is is probably big on the playlist yeah i mean i love country we actually had uh we had luke combs here in the ballpark right, the other yeah. day i got to meet him which is awesome awesome yeah um sold out mbs 50k strong yeah that's that's insane some uh like i actually we had a game but i got my wife tickets and her friend tickets just those two went to the concert and she came back and she loved luke Bryan growing up yeah sure i like thomas rett um Me too and uh she likes thomas rett but she was like that that probably right there was one of the best concerts I've ever been to. Yeah, like, it was incredible. And, and, and I was like, I, don't rub it in. Yeah, right. Was, uh, <laughs> we're winning ball games here, <laughs> but exactly right. But part of me was like, God, I'd be cool to be there right now. Yeah, but, right. Uh, yeah, man. It, but um, let me tell you, Luke would probably be like, man, it'd be cool to be at the Braves game right now. <laughs> Going but, back to that hole. But yeah, I grew up. Uh, uh, listen to country. Um, Brooks and Dunn's my favorite group of all time. That's so not good. even close. Which Luke Combs covers, uh, Brand New Man. Yeah. 
one too many with them in it too. So like good. it's so good. But Red Dirt Road's obviously pro- that's probably my favorite country song of all time. Brooks and Dunn. I love Alan Jackson. I love uh I like George Strait. I grew up listening to country, so like, you know, all that good stuff. But I listen to everything, man. Me too. I, when I talked to I think when I talked to Luke about it, he he likes listening to like this new hip hop too, like with yeah. Jack Harlow and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So like, you know, there's a lot of different stuff that's on the playlist for me. I mean, I I didn't really grow up listening to a lot of rock, but like the older I got, like the classic rock, if you just sit back and just listen in the car, like, so good. like your Leonard Skinner's or the Eagles or something like that, you're like, man, these guys, they can play. Yeah. Like, yeah. what is this? They were really good. Yeah, they're really good. No wonder they were such huge superstars. They had this thing figured out. I mean, you know, as a kid, you listen to like one or two genres and that's about it. But then when you branch out a little bit, you go, no, I love it. And that's, you know, it's funny because I, I know some of the hip hop stuff because of my, my, my own kid, but, uh, and I introduced him to all the country stuff. So we kind of collide on that and, and, uh, and listen to a little bit of everything right. too. What kind of, what's your like intro song if you could choose one? What, what would you walk out to? Oh, I walk out to Party Like a Rock Star by Shot Boys. Okay. <laughs> um, so it was like a, kind of like a thing. Like when I was in Cincinnati, I did a country song and I was like, you know what? Like I'm very superstitious. Mm-hmm. And, if something just is not like if it, I didn't perform good in it, then I'm just like, nah. Yeah. See, what it's actually is a real fun story is like our uh, our guy there that was like asking, hey, what do you want your walkout to be? What you want your walkout to be? I was like, I don't want one. Mm-hmm. Nothing, like, just just dead another, silence. Because when I was when I was in Venezuela, they never asked me for a walkout, and I couldn't. I didn't have a walkout. Did they just play anything or dead they, silence? I don't. I don't know if they played you something. No I never. I, I didn't even have a clue. You were so focused but I was, on getting out I was, of there. I was, I was so focused on pitching that <laughs> yeah. I don't really pay attention. But That's like, funny. you know. But at the same time, I didn't have one, mm-hmm. and. I was like, you know what? Like, I got I want picture of the year down there. I don't really without a walkout. I'm not gonna have one here. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, so go. I went for a month not having one, and then they were like, "Hey man, like," I was like, "I don't want one." Don't ask. And they were like, "Well, they're doing a video board of you when you come into the game. Yeah. You, do you want us to just wing it and play some random songs that yeah. we've been doing?" And I was like. Oh, you are doing a video? Yeah, we got to make one out now. We got we got to find one. So I did that one. I was kind of I asked cool. around a couple of the bullpen guys, and I remember Tyler Massick just kind of like I was like, "Which one should I do?" And he was just like, "I guess he just got kind of tired of hearing me ask." And he was just like, <laughs> "Party like a rock star, shot boys, it's good, let's go." And I was like, "All right, <laughs> that sounds good." And Brittany tells me all the time that everybody loves it. Like, yeah. and I don't even pay attention to it or even care at that point. But like, all I know is I hear it go like the start of the song when I start to walk or run yeah, yeah. out. But then after that, I don't really pay attention to it. But she's like, man, everybody loves it. Awesome, that's pretty cool. Because that sounds like the WWE. Like you know when Ric Flair would come out to 2001: A Space Odyssey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The Legion of Doom, the NWA, they would come out to uh, to right. Iron Man or something. Yeah. That was so good because that's what that always reminds me of. Yeah, you got to get fired up when you're coming <clears> in there. But then I love how you just take focus and you just really take care of business after that. But uh, and then after the game though, it's t- it's food time, right? So we right. always oh. like we always love to talk about. You're probably food. talking to the right guy. Let's go. And we know you're from the South, so we, what we love to know is uh, where are some of those mom and pop or barbecue spots or a little shack that you go to that in Alabama. We need the deep. South information where you gotta stop on that drive to Birmingham and back. Okay. You know, um, I got you. Yeah, Legging his chops, yeah, ready yeah, to yeah. tell you. Give us the good stuff. What's so I got a buddy of mine who owns this uh, restaurant, and it's called Top of the River. 
Okay. It's uh, in Aniston. He's got some in Gunnersville and Lake Gunnersville. I think he's got one in Gadsden and a couple other spots. And he also owns like a dad's barbecue that's pretty good, too. They, I, I, the barbecue is kind of like Alabama barbecue is typically all the same. Like when you go Dreamland, you're thinking ribs and all that kind of stuff. I'm not a huge rib guy, believe it or not. I'd rather just have brisket or pulled pork. But um, at dad's barbecue, they do these smoked wings. Good God. Off the charts. Huh? Oh, I'm a big wing guy. Me, I actually had I had Taco Matt last night, oven roasted ones. Yeah, and those are good, they're, too. They're so yeah. good. Yeah. I want to suggest the Fox Brothers wings to you. The smoke. Those are strong, really? too. I had those really last really? week. Yeah. Okay. They're strong right there. Fox, in the Brothers. Fox now, Brothers. Yeah, that's it. That's our Atlanta thing here. Are you a blue cheese guy or a ranch no, guy? No, absolutely not. If you put blue cheese on it, you're a psycho. Okay. Man. <laughs> okay. I, I'm a ranch guy. Okay. Homemade. Homemade. If you, you got, got it. If you got homemade, that makes it even better. Goodness gracious. Top of the river, it's like a freshwater kind of like has everything, but it's like known for the catfish. Okay, like you know, you're southern if you know what yeah. fried catfish oh, yeah, is yeah. all about. But they have like steaks there, and they come out with these little like tubs things of like coleslaw. It's like a table mm-hmm. side of coleslaw, and then you'll get like lima beans, you'll get skillet cornbread, but it's like the spicy cornbread, which I'm typically not a huge fan of because I feel like you're ruining cornbread if you just don't make just regular cornbread. Because I'm a huge cornbread guy. Give me a big pone of cornbread, and yeah, it's a good day. It's, it's good. Like my my mom's cornbread is probably the best cornbread I've ever had, and I don't think Son. anybody can com- compete with it. Son, I um, like the way that sounds. But uh, but that's that's some good spots right over there in um Alabama. I mean, you know, barbecue's good there. It's all far out. Jim and Nick's, you got. Like Dreamland, so over, Full Moon, over Dreamland. There. Oh, Dreamland, Dreamland That's is fantastic. It's strong, but their ribs, their ribs are good. Now, when we go over to Birmingham or Hoover or whatever to play baseball, we always do Golden Rule. Mm. You don't like Golden Rule? I, I mean, I like Golden Rule. Man, but I mean, did you see that face? Goodness gracious! I mean, gracious. you're choosing Golden Rule over Jim and Nick's. Wow. But we just it's we I go, go to Dreamland the, over both of them. Okay, yeah, well, Dreamland's there in Birmingham too. I'm telling you, we go Highway well, 280 in Hoover for whatever reason. When we played over there, my son was like nine. We went there and he loved it. And then 13, when he was 13, we were going back over to play. He was like, "We got to go to Golden Rule." Yeah, and it has that, become his favorite that, for whatever that, reason. Well, then you got to stay with it. Yeah, he probably man. perform really good too that way. So you. <laughs> superstitious and it's like i gotta i gotta have it i gotta have it no no doubt you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes but yeah uh there's actually a good little restaurant it's uh southern it's more of a fancier style restaurant if you're in birmingham area i I would say perry's perry's okay they have a pork chop let me tell you buddy it's ginormous i don't even think i can't even finish it what get out of here uh it comes with the ribs and any perry fan on the on the show like it it knows what i'm talking about they got like ribs on there you have like the regular pork chop area and then you have another one and then they give you sauces for each different three of that whole cut of whatever you're getting yeah it is huge and it is really good oh my gosh man i mean but it's a it's a fancier style restaurant but it's like southern food but it's fancier and it is awesome dude i took my wife there and we looked at that pork chop and i was just like oh my god mom and pops i've had i've had steaks way smaller than this thing yeah and this is a pork chop dude and i and to be honest i would trade a steak for a pork chop really i'm a a pork chop guy so you need to if you go to birmingham i gotta go to perry's perry's and on 280 down. right there. On 280. I got to make it, Making that. a note. Oh, over here making a note. Where where can folks find you on social media if they want to follow you? Like um, Twitter I'm, Instagram? I'm on, I'm on Twitter. Uh, really, I really don't do a lot of social media, so they're mm-hmm. probably like wasting their time. But like I'm, I got an Instagram. I got a Twitter. Um, I don't ever look at probably Twitter that much or Facebook. I had Facebook when I was in high school, but I really don't even look at it. So Yeah. 
You're a little busy. You're you're pitching. Well, you got to you know, be ready to pitch at any yeah, moment. You don't yeah, have time to look at the phone. I'm so busy. Much. I'm busy, but like you know, at the same time, like you know, I think social media is a good platform for a lot of people and how they get out there. But for me, like, I don't want to have to constantly feel like that's a second job. Yeah. And I and I really just like you know like that's just not my thing. I feel like it causes more problems sometimes than it does goods. And I'm just like you know what I'm not even gonna I ain't gonna do much about it. I post very a, smart. I post a lot about my family. Yep. My wife and my dog. Yep. That's probably about it. Well, that's I, about all that matters. What kind of dog, dog you got? I got a white English lab, and let me tell you, best dog ever. Son, let's see him bow up. He's all proud. He's like, this is the <laughs> I, best dog I've ever had. She is as white as this paper. I love it. That's and awesome. And she's, she is spoiled rotten. What's her name? Dolly. Dolly, of course, after Dolly Parton? <laughs> yes. Of course. Why would it not be? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Dude, I love it. My wife wanted an English cream golden. She had a golden retriever growing up, and I couldn't find really one that was uh, like kind of light. And then next thing you know, I look up, and in Piedmont, Alabama, there was a breeder that had a white lab, and I went, God, I love labs. I've always had a lab. And I went up there to look at it, and that was the only one left was her and i got her and the dad is just looking at me not even barking yeah just wagging his tail and he has that big old box head yeah. you know what i'm talking yeah. about oh, yeah. like big, and he's not tall he's like yeah. wide and yeah. just box head yeah and then the mom was like real submissive and i was like i'm gonna have a good dog mine doesn't bark a lot she's mines and she's not crazy and she's just the chillest dog that you could think of. And, I, I, and she's my baby. That's I, awesome. I got a picture of her. Oh, yeah, let me see. see. I got to see. Absolutely. Because we've got a schnauzer. And, uh, I had a schnauzer little, growing up. little mini schnauzer, this guy is. He barks like it's going out of style. He uh, He's the sweetest dog you've ever met. He's relatively well-behaved, but he barks like crazy. Oh, my Lord. That's How a white? beautiful dog. Yeah, How so white? Like, white like, is your, your, the shirt you're wearing, the button-up you're wearing with yeah. you and your wife? Yeah. Goodness it's, gracious. It's crazy. Oh, Dolly. I got that for... You want to see it? Yes, I see. You see I, it? I bet you're spending a lot on bass for that dog right oh, there. Oh, my dog God. Is dirty, that dog. dog <laughs> no, that, I'll tell you what. Brittany pretty much gives her bass because she only wants to take a bath with her because I'm like, we're going to get in and get to the point. She'll kind of mm. just lay back and relax with Brittany. <laughs> right. um, but like uh she actually stays pretty clean like you'd awesome. be shocked like mm-hmm. and then when she gets dirty it's like you can see it and then you clean her and then her fur is so soft and everything it's because awesome. she gets a lot of bass what know? about hunting and fishing does the dog like to do that with you so the dog loves the water okay good. the dog loves water swim like fish yes so we we had a get together the the bullpen did over at Darren O'Day's house and Darren has some dogs and then Will Smith had his dog over there, Gunner, and a couple other guys brought their dogs, and and so I brought mine. And Dolly seen the pool, went in, and then they threw a ball, and she scooted past all those dogs. <laughs> it's like it was a race. Like like they were like, oh my god, <laughs> that's awesome. Your dog can swim, and I was like, she gets after it. That's awesome. And I got in the doghouse that day because he has a little water slide going down the pool, and I was going to take her with me down the water slide. Mama said no, uh uh-uh. uh. So I set her down. Like, all right, you can't go down with me, but I'm already in this water slide, so I got to go down. Yeah, I ain't yeah. getting, I'm getting out of it. Yeah. Of course, what the dog do? Climbed right up the stairs and went down itself. She, no, she tried to go down the water slide and then panic, jumped oh, off because oh, she was it. like, "Oh God, I don't like this." And jumped <laughs> off. Kind of made an awkward thing. And Mama was not happy yeah. about that. She Tug, was like, "You know what I'm hearing? While this Mama's not happy, and Mama the do- ain't happy. I'm hearing nobody practi- happy. I mean, you know what I'm hearing? Practicing for kids. No. <laughs> Come nah, on. She calls. Nah, Dolly's. I, I go. Where's Mama? She, she'll. She'll find mama. Like, yeah, right. She's she's on point. Mama's like her person. So okay, she's, she, that is your kid. You're, you're not practicing. Yeah, that this is, is that is the kid. <laughs> okay. Literally, yeah. literally the kid. I don't That's know, what man. You think, buddy. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> As a guy with a kid, you're being trained, <laughs> yeah, well You're being trained. You I might, might be. Not, you might be a day or two off. I might be, but God my that dog is. I'm not like. I'm its person, but I'm not its person. No, right. I got that as a wedding gift, so that was like that was hers and. Man, 
that's her baby. I'm all for that. I'm I'm cool. I get jealous sometimes. Yeah. yeah we both right. walk in. And she yeah. won't even acknowledge. And I, she's crying. That she's yeah. she's crying that she sees same. mama. She's so happy that's to see right. mama. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm an afterthought. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Dude, but, same thing happens in my house, man. It's so funny. And and I appreciate you sharing it, man. Thank you again for for taking the time to come join us. Such a great talk and and hearing your story. We wish you the best of luck the rest of the season and uh, hope that you'll be with the uh, Braves for a really really long time. And uh, hope it won't be the last time we get to see you, man. Yeah, absolutely. Just invite me anytime. I come out here. Yeah, that's we right. right. We've already talked about that. Dude, you're, yeah. you're welcome anytime you want, man. I'll, I'll give you my number, and that way I know you can just text me when you're on your way over. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you got any kind of talk about Alabama football, college football coming around the corner, I'm sure everybody around here is getting excited about that. Uh, of course, absolutely. Less than 30 days. It was, no, I guess it's, what is today, the second, so 30, 32 days. 32 days. At least till That's the, when my dogs are going to win another t- national right. championship. Georgia. You're a Georgia fan? Well, I went to Georgia, so I'm, uh, yeah, I'm a Georgia fan. Yeah. Hey, I was happy for y'all. I'll be honest Thank with you. you. I, I, me too. I, I, I was an Alabama fan, upset. Yeah. But at the same time, if there's one guy that Kirby. I wanted, I wanted Kirby to win it, yeah. and I hated that he had that monkey on his back about yeah. beating Saban. But like you know, I think Nick Saban's the best all time, oh, no, hands period. down. I think Kirby's great. Now that y'all got yours, now it's on. Y'all, y'all, it's on. It's, <laughs> y'all dead, to dead to me. Y'all dead to me. But, <laughs> I love it. But uh, but yeah, that was a pretty cool. I was, was happy. I was it happy was for him. Y'all had a good team. Oh man, that well, defense we, was something. We else. talk about how it's really just a Southern thing down here, and we you know we res- I respect oh my all God, that Alabama's done and all. Their wins, yeah. and now y'all can respect all the wins we're gonna have. Yeah, absolutely. Years. I respect. I respect. I <laughs> let's, respect. Let's get it. it done first. I respect it, but that means I don't have to like yeah, it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Look, you like it better me, than you like Auburn, though. Oh God, my wife. My <laughs> wife went to Auburn, so we have oh, that. Oh wow. Oh, boy, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah that's, that's tough. tough. House that's divided tough, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's kind of. But that's, that's what it, you know. We all come together like Tug always says under the tomahawk. So we can get along with. We with don't the, come together on that extent, that point. No, uh, no, we come together under the Braves because oh, yeah, we're yeah, all yeah, Braves yeah, fans. Yeah. But that's no why, doubt. dude. I always bring it up. Those co-branded hats are the smartest thing I've ever seen <laughs> an organization do because we all have a different college team, but we right. all love the Braves. Yeah. It makes such sense, and I'm just so yeah. uh, the Braves are brilliant for doing that. For sure, for sure. There yeah. you go. And the Braves are brilliant for picking you up, man. That's exactly I'm, right. I appreciate I'm, that. I'm really I appreciate glad that. that. Here, I appreciate buddy. the support. It's been fun. I mean, I'm just tickled to death and. Yeah, let's just keep it rolling. Big things coming for Jackson Stevens, and uh, make sure you follow him on social media. Make sure you follow his career with the Braves, and even maybe even if you see Alabama playing against a team you don't like, then uh, maybe or maybe you're a Bama fan too. Cheer, Cheer for, for the, the tide. tide. There you go. Have a great one, bud. All right, thank you. This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century Twenty One Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the Island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. Braves Country also sponsored by Smith's Old Bar, best live music venue in Atlanta since 1994, located in the heart of Midtown at 1578 Piedmont Avenue. Smith's Old Bar is a neighborhood joint for everyone. Check out smithsoldbar.com for the current concert calendar and tickets. See y'all at Smith's. Braves Country supports the Warrior Alliance and the Shepherd's Men, two phenomenal veteran organizations based in the South. Check out thewarrioralliance.org and shepherdsmen.com for more info and resources. That's thewarrioralliance.org and shepherdsmen.com. Braves Country would like to thank all of our nation's great veterans. A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. 
like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hey, Alana, Hudson Mason here. Is a new roof still on your to-do list, but you've been delayed due to rising home service costs? Well, here's a fantastic solution from Accent Roofing Service. Zero down, zero payments, and zero interest for a full year. That's right. You can get your new roof now and start paying next year. Act quickly because Accent's incredible offer of zero, zero, zero with a 12-month deferred payment option for a lifetime roof system isn't going to last long. Contact the craftsman at Accent Roofing Service today. AccentRoofingService.com. 